This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann. I'm in Auckland still. And I am joined by Kelly Widdicks. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, hi, Sam. Thanks for having me. Where are you, Kelly? I'm in Preston in the north of England. And how's Preston going? Um, It's okay. It's been in uh, kind of strict lockdown measures since about march so um there was a bit of a kind of opening for the rest of other towns and cities in the uk um but preston's been pretty much in the toughest tier for a long time so nothing's really been changing for the last year nearly (laughs) um but other than that it's fine it's getting very cold um and it's always raining in the north of england so you're not making it sound very appealing no, I mean, it's not really. <laughs> it's nothing on New Zealand. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, Preston's a, a cool city. I guess it's a bit bigger than Lancaster where I work, so I quite like that. There's a bit more about it, but um, I can't really go to any of the bars and everything like right now. So, um, yeah, just so staying when, in my home. When you say strict lockdown, what are you allowed to do and not allowed to do? God, I can't keep up with the rules. Um at the, at the moment when I think we're allowed to go for a walk with other people outside of our households, um, outside, and but that's about it. We can't have anyone indoors. Pubs are currently shut um, and the shops are open. I think non-essential shops are open again now. I've been avoiding everything, so I've just been going to the supermarket and then uh, walks with family when I can. And it's just been me and my partner for, yeah, months on end now <laughs> um but thankfully we quite we're quite into board games and things like that so we can you know we can keep busy and um that's been a good thing really about it so being shut up by your with your partner since march sounds either like a really good thing or it, you could get on each other's nerves by that time yeah and i've, I've read that loads of partners and couples are breaking up through this and luckily me and dale we've been fine um he's he's working from home as well we were struggling a little i think the biggest fallouts we've had is when i want to use the kettle in the kitchen and he's working in there and (laughs) he tells me to leave um but other than that we've been we've been getting on quite well um we just we don't really see each other during the day because i've got my study and then he's now working in 
we've got a conservatory so we we spent a lot of time this year putting a ceiling in there so that he could like use that now as an office um over winter so he's no longer in the kitchen and we're no longer having those arguments (laughs) over the kettle (laughs) if if you are trying to do things like do um video calls and the kettle goes on the kettle is the noisiest thing in the world I can, yep. I can tell you from trying to record radio with a kettle going on in the background. You do not want a kettle going on. <laughs> no. And, and I actually made like a sign for my study door that says like available or do not disturb because Dale came in a couple of times when I was on calls. Um, and his work, they don't often do video, whereas with mine they do. And um, he came in and patted me on the head while I was speaking to some colleagues and professors and things that I didn't really know that well and um, so that was really embarrassing and so I now have um, this do not disturb sign when he when he um when I'm on a call so that he doesn't come in yeah let's take the first of your music choices let's have a tame impala one more year why this one um so this I think this album came out at the beginning of this year it's felt like such a long year um but yeah I just really like Tame Impala I think they're brilliant and this song reminds me of kind of I don't know the lyrics are kind of talking about why don't we just say one more year and I think me and my partner do this a lot when we're I don't know thinking about climate change and things it's just like we're just stuck in our own um kind of thing and say oh we'll just do one more year of our normal kind of living i guess that's how i feel it resonates i don't know if any of that makes sense um but yeah i just i really like their music and uh, we pretty much listen to this album the whole of the year as well um we looked at our spotify spotify playlists you know when it does that kind of rewind of your 2020 and it was pretty much this whole album and i was like dale we really need to find some new music because we are so boring this year um, but it's just Tame Impala are fantastic and yeah, I really like them
So you've been working from home? What work yes, you, been very lucky. What work are you doing? I'm, so I got a um, doctoral prize uh, last year. So that was basically a year to kind of continue my work in research at Lancaster University. And I've been focusing on sustainable human-computer interaction research and um been doing some studies with people remotely which is quite strange um <laughs> yeah i've been doing a, a study on kind of understanding technology technologists and researchers priorities for ict innovation if we had to make decisions on what to prioritize in terms of where we might um allocate uh, resources for ai or aiot iot um so yeah it's been quite fun I, I was also working on quite a collaborative project at the beginning of the year with some people which is based on a literature review and that was time that was going on whilst lockdown was kind of ha- just coming out and that was really great actually because i was able to kind of talk to someone every day which you don't always get when you're kind of working on projects and things so yeah writing papers writing a grant grants and stuff like that so yeah <laughs> just the usual but i finish um my current contract in tomorrow 
because I'm going on, on leave. And then when I start back, I'll be working as a research associate in diversity and inclusion in computing education because I've been quite heavily involved in uh, this thing called Athena Swan in the UK, which, um, well, for our department anyway, which is kind of bringing um, different diversities and specific, mainly women, I think, really, Athena Swan into computing. So um, that kind of led to this this role. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a bit different to what I usually do, but it'll be fun. That sounds fun. What, what does it mean doing? Is it an advocacy role or research role? Yeah, it's a research role. I, I will be still working on this Athena Swan um, action uh, thing that we have. But also, yeah, I'll be, I'll be doing a systematic literature review on kind of how to bring different diversities into computing and also um, creating a sense of belonging in computing education. So there's been some qualitative research around that in, in the team already and uh just kind of continuing that really how do you think computing has responded to the the pandemic clearly it was the our, our savior if you think if, if this had happened even 10 years ago working from home would have been very different we couldn't, well, maybe 10 years ago we could have had this call, but it certainly wasn't as, as simple as it is now. Yeah, but, but I think it's been great. Yeah. I, I just think, I mean, it's quite funny really because my PhD was on um, internet demand and kind of getting people, not getting people, but kind of creating designs on technology to help people spend time away from the screen and I had my Viva in February and then uh, the kind of UK lockdown happened in March and I was like my PhD can go in the bin because <laughs> um, it's just been great I, I, I mean obviously the, there's you know I'm not really I don't really mean that but um, yeah I guess there's just it's just really highlighted how fantastic it is if we didn't have the internet throughout this and have not been able to contact friends and family, then it would have just been extremely difficult. And, um, yeah, I did. If you were to, if you were to rework it then, if you were to like write the last chapter again now, would you write it differently? Probably. Maybe. No, I wouldn't change it on the results. I mean, it's, it's I probably would have some different perspectives definitely um but yeah no it, it wouldn't be entirely different based on on the work content that it was um but yeah I was joking when I was really struggling writing up I was like my thesis is so rubbish uh I can use it as toilet paper and then the year went on and uh, there was a toilet paper shortage. I was thinking, oh, I'm going to actually have to use my thesis at this rate. <laughs> yeah. One of the things we've been talking about with people is how the pandemic has given them an opportunity to think about the work that they do. And because the, the things that they do, the activities that they carry out, in lots of cases, they couldn't do. 
that people had to really think about what is the what is the essence, what is the purpose of what I do, and then have to you know think about how do I deliver that value in other ways. Have you found that, or have you seen that in the people around you? I think I've found it um, quite lucky in the fact that I have been able to kind of carry on most of my work. I, di- I did have to rethink the whole year in terms of what work I was actually going to do because originally I, my work has in the past involved going into people's homes and doing interviews with them and installing uh, logging t- technologies and things. Um, and obviously I couldn't do that. So <laughs> um, I did have to rethink, but also it, it kind of naturally happened anyway with my work. It was quite weird having to do uh, an online interview and and things like that. But it, it was also great because it opened up new people that I could speak to probably where I wouldn't have done it online before. So that, that's been quite fun. You're talking about how you've spent the year or you're working on understanding priorities. Mm-hmm. Have those priorities changed during the year? Are people looking at different different roles for computing? Yeah, I mean, it's very early days of the analysis. And, I mean, it was quite structured, so there wasn't really – I mean, there was some room for discussion. But the I think lots of people have been thinking about the pandemic when it came to the study. So, um, that's definitely been a, a big impact and – thinking about how ICT and computing has been great for them in terms of entertainment and keeping up with communications and and being able to work from home in in some aspects as well. I mean, it's it's been, one thing is it's been a little bit away from work, but I was participating in a study for someone and it was a, like a, a meditation type so it's by Birgit Pensastada. So, mm-hmm. uh, and it was it was just so great. It was every every Thursday night, and we did like a, a group kind of meditation and 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 learning about different things that can kind of help you manage work pressures and stress. And obviously, that would never have happened if it hadn't have been for this year. And there was people all over the world really on this call, and it was, it was quite special, really. I wonder if in the sustainable HCI, the sustainable computing community, we've been a bit too dismissive of the value of the computing for entertainment and just for connection. Yeah, I think, I mean, from throughout my whole work so far in PhD, the connection part has always kind of come up as like people's most meaningful thing when it comes down to it. It's about being able to talk to other people. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have a whole body of work on video streaming and the um, kind of more unsustainable designs around that. But then at the same time, I've spent this more year, this <laughs> more time streaming this year than I've ever done. So yeah, quite possibly. Um, and, and then you know, I haven't flown, so yeah, I've not been on a plane. Oh, that, I lie. I was an op- I did go on a plane um, at the beginning of the year. Um, I was actually visiting KTH Royal Institute of Technology in Sweden when they declared it a pandemic. So that was uh, 
really fun being in a different country and worrying about getting home. Well, um, Sweden's but, yeah. approach, approach was pretty much to ignore it anyway, wasn't it? Yeah. It, I mean, it was quite strange because on the one day that I was there, everyone was around. And then the next day I went into the onto the campus and everyone had just disappeared. And I was like, well, has there been something update on Swedish news? Or I think people just started to work from home or anyway at the university. Uh, but it did freak me out a bit with the fact that there was not many people around. And, uh, yeah, I just moved my flight two days earlier and came home because worrying. And I was glad, actually, because um, the airport was deserted and then they shut the borders a week later. So yeah, I was lucky to get home. Yes, I was lucky not to get caught in the the UK. I was heading to a conference in York that eventually got cancelled like the day I was going to get on the plane. It would have gotten very complicated getting home. Yeah, that would have been that would have been seriously unlucky if you got caught because New Zealand just stopped their borders. Uh, it's closed to everyone except residents um, and sports teams. Apparently, it's, it seems reasonable that we're letting them in. And the America's Cup is fantastic to watch. <laughs> what sort of what sort of messaging? Are you getting there from the from the government about keeping yourselves safe and, and the vision? And you know, is it a fear-based messaging, a, a, a positive messaging? How's that working? Um, mixed messages. <laughs> I'm difficult. I mean, there's been lots of slogans. I remember like hands, face, space, which is like a thing to just remind you to wash your hands wear a mask and then keep two distant two meters apart from other people um it has been frustrating i would say um over here i think lots of people are frustrated at the rules changing in these tier systems and i mean we haven't been following the rules we've been following science and we've been going more strict than what the rules have been saying because it's like it's not safe to to be indoors with with loads of other people um so for example when you when you go to the pub or what you could do over the summer is you had to like wear a mask until you got to the table and then you had to take the mask off and it's like well you know it's it's not safe and Things like you can pubs are pubs are open and you can have a drink as long as you have a substantial meal. And then there's been talks about what a substantial meal is, and I, it's just it is a bit ridiculous. And I I actually stopped reading the news a lot this year because I found it too difficult to deal with that. So my partner would just kind of update me on like key things and then we just kind of live in our little <laughs> little bubble and uh, try and forget about it all. Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokudui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, nā mi aroha nui, kia koutou, ko tahu I hope you're all have stayed superstar in your beloved universes. I really hope that wherever you are is happening around this journey, we're all on to get proving 
they're reward sustaining and illuminating for you more and more each day who you are and try for nature's art perfect and here makings better thank you so as we know it's been the intense time for us all this year many ups and downs many moments of revelation many moments deepening out with ourselves or life around us to which we are related in an infinite web and co-evolving alongside it's also been a great opportunity for us to connect more appreciate with our loved ones our home environment of course being at home together and for those of us who are separated physically from those we love to experience at a distance and of course at this time of year such a fascinating time expressing that love in the form of gift and these might be gifts that we've made or that we've bought we found that we are re-gifting we may be giving a gift of our presence we all know our present enough but i've had a fascinating time of course because my partner of the last five and a half years, Harvey Penfold, headed away up north. And so I'm sending him and his family some gifts. And I had a wonderful time today going and finding these lovely slippers that have been created by a community of women in Nepal. And they're, of course, all handmade, hand-felted. And they're super beautiful. They're all these different animals that you can get. And I've been looking at them and wanting to get them for a long time. And I finally thought, this could be my last opportunity to get them and give them to Harvey's family. So I'll do it. And I went and got these beautiful slippers and I had to choose which animals to give to who in the family. And that was really fun. Because every time I do anything, I always think about how incredibly lucky we are to be alive. How incredibly fortunate we are to have our miraculous consciousness. And how incredibly flexible and creative and brilliant fascinating our consciousness is that we just have so many different levels and layers to our experience here on this paradise planet and our consciousness of course just loves metaphor and and symbols and we interpret our world and our experience through so many different lenses and filters and it's fascinating to me to be alive to be experiencing of this alongside of course all the other levels of experience that i'm enjoying so I chose some lovely fox slippers for Harvey, some Tui slippers for his mum, some owl slippers for his dad, fantail slippers for his brother. And these slippers, you'd have to see them to believe them. They really are huge and they have the tail of these animals, the wings of these animals, the heads of these animals, all beautifully handcrafted and needle felted. So they're super warm and really large. And obviously it's the middle of summer here and beautiful Aotearoa, New Zealand. But again, I thought if this is my parting gift to Harvey and his whanau, I want them to be really spectacular and really long-lasting and durable. So I really hope that for all of you, as you embark on your decision-making, that you can really enjoy it, that you can feel all the love that is always there and can really enjoy having this freedom of choice in terms of how you express your love. And I'll look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Thanks so much. Kokite. You're listening to Blowing Bubbles. We're talking with Kelly Widdicks in Preston. Kelly, we've seen lots of societal changes over the last few months. Dreading the day when that becomes the last year. What do you think will stick and what do you hope will stick? For me, working from home, I already worked from home three days a week or two days a week anyway, but it's 
you know, doing that kind of predominantly at home and then seeing the going into work as like less often and maybe for the odd meeting or something. But it's just been brilliant. I've not had my commute. So I used to set my alarm for 6am and then I would leave the house at 7, uh, drive to work for half an hour and then start work at half seven. And I did that to avoid the traffic in um because it, if you went any later it was just you ended up driving for probably 45 minutes 50 minutes instead of 30 so um that's been one of the best things i just feel like i've got an hour back every day and it's gone straight for sleep which <laughs> i'm now getting up at <laughs> i'm now getting up at like seven quarter past seven and having more slower morning where i would like eat my breakfast and I might work longer hours actually at home and I'm happier to work, you know, till six, half six. Whereas before I'd probably leave work about four again to avoid the traffic. And then because I'd had that time in the car I probably wouldn't start work again. But when you're at home and you can just carry on and uh, it's, so I do, I do wish that we will work from home more. My partner never used to work from home and now he thinks he'll try and work from home as well three days a week or something and it's been great because we do lots of running together and oh most of the time it was at the weekends when we could do um before all this and now we've been able to get our running together at like late morning before lunch every day or every other day or whatever it is when we go and uh it's good because we can see the daylight and spend <laughs> time outside. And I, I quite, I don't really like running or in the in the dark on my own. And I used to do it after work and try to fit it in before it went dark. But in winter, that's really difficult. So yeah, it's just it's it's been great in that sense, like exercise wise and sleep wise. So working from home, uh, when was the last time you got dressed up for work? As, as, in, as your whole body, um, not just the top. <laughs> um, I <laughs> probably March, maybe no February. It was February. Um, I, I wear quite relaxed clothing anyway to work generally, but there was a period where at the beginning of lockdown I was wearing baggy t-shirts and leggings every day, and then didn't realise I was getting a bit of a belly. Um, until I tried on some of the outfits that I would normally wear at a weekend or something to, to dress up, but I we just haven't done any of that. I've, I've barely worn any makeup this year, and that's been great because I realise how much I hate taking it off at night, um, so I don't have to do that anymore. And everyone's seen me on the you know at work in my gym wear without makeup, and I think just when I go back, I probably won't you know dress up the same as i did and um, probably more comfortable in my in my own skin that makes sense yeah. one of the the important messages that we've been getting from the government is be kind and i think people initially took it as be kind to your neighbors but as the time has progressed there's been a realization it's actually about being kind to yourself and, and I think that's the same sort of thing, is that you don't have to be perfect all the time. 
No, definitely. And I think, I mean, if we're having a bad day, I'll just have some chocolate or something. And (laughs) I feel like this year has been the year of, oh, it's 2020. So, um, yeah, I'm going to treat myself to this or (laughs) going to have another beer. Um, (laughs) Do you think we can take any lessons from the pandemic and the pandemic response for the bigger questions, things like climate change and social inequity? Yeah, I think definitely things like flying less and kind of enjoying your own communities and different beautiful spots on your doorstep. Um, For example, like I live really near the Lake District in the UK and that and that's gorgeous and we've been able to go there a few times and we've not gone on holiday apart from when I was stuck in sweet nearly stuck in Sweden. So um yeah, I think there's definitely some good things around that and just I think we'll definitely appreciate spending more time with family and friends after this as well and not the need for as much for as I don't know, other things. We've talked to quite a lot of people who have said that during the strict part of lockdown, when we were only allowed outside the, off your own property at least for, for, for doing exercise, is that people stopped and were noticing you know, flowers at the side of the road that they'd never noticed before. Maybe this slowing down thing's been a good thing for us. Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, we, we noticed a lot more squirrels and birds and things like that in our garden. And we've just spent pretty much the whole year doing DIY projects on the house and things like that and I I definitely think we needed to slow down because I I realized that we were planning too much at weekends beforehand so before all this our um every Friday and every Saturday night was booked out for at least a month or two and now I, I really am never going back to that. I'm, I, I want to make sure I have at least one of those nights free just for, you know, if we want to do something a bit different or see some friends off the cuff randomly or just, just relax because I, I realised we were going at quite a pace. You, know, you work long hours and then hosting and making sure the house is clean and things like that. I didn't, I wasn't really having time for myself, I noticed. So now on Saturdays, I'll be like, oh, I can bake or I can read or what should I do? I've got time and it's actually really nice, <laughs> that, that side at least. Are you allowed people around to the house now? I'm sorry, I feel really um, silly over the rules because I don't, I, I don't think so, but I, we're not doing it anyway. <laughs> i i think it's no we have like a we have a break at christmas where you're allowed to see i think it's three households this is my naivety i've really not been following up um but yeah i think three households are allowed to come together at christmas and that's about it three households if they were born on a tuesday (laughs) and you eat oranges or something yeah, and it's with a substantial meal or something. <laughs> How are you seeing the opportunity in terms of the the reset 
We've been talking about how it has given us an opportunity to think about what we're doing and a time to slow down. Are you seeing it as a a reset, a, a recovery, a back to business as usual, or a regeneration, a revival? Uh, what sort of word are you using to describe? Um, that's a tough question. I've not really thought about that. I, I think um, I see it as a bit of an opportunity to leverage some of these things that have been happening in terms of, for example, virtual conferences. Um, it does you know all the flying associated with a huge conference and i didn't particularly enjoy going to conferences anyway i don't really like traveling uh, on my own and so um things like being able to possibly have virtual or hybrid format conferences moving forward for example in work but just generally in terms of this has disrupted society massively so how can we kind of use that to rethink about like a green recovery, I guess. If you could wave a magic wand and have a, what would you imagine for a, a different sort of recovery or a different sort of world? Well, <laughs> I don't know if I have the answer for that one. Um, Definitely appreciative of, of the smaller things. Um, lots more green jobs. Um, I think it's a bit this. I think the pandemic has highlighted massive inequalities, uh, especially in the UK. So, kind of making sure that we meet all of society's needs moving forward, I guess, rather than the growth vision that the economy normally has. Yeah, someone at the start of the pandemic, I think it was our Secretary of Education, said that the, I think it was at the time when they were complaining that they were, they were moving all schools, of course, to online and that the government was providing laptops wherever it could. And people were pointing out, you know, the occasional the schools that didn't weren't able to get them and things. And she said that the pandemic doesn't create inequalities. It just reveals them. Yeah. Yeah, massively. I mean, there's been things around here about kids getting access to these to homework via tablets and things like that. And they might have really fast broadband speeds, but not the devices to actually access the content. And yeah, it, it's there's been a big thing about preschool meals over here as well. And Marcus Rashford's campaign from Manchester United trying to make sure that those carry on because it's just highlighted again how many kids go hungry without them so let's have the second of your music choices let's have the 1975 if you're too shy why this one so this one um it's just got a super fun beat and i actually saw the 1975 live back at the end of February so probably one of the last concerts that happened and it was ju it's just been such an uplifting song and my partner and I um, often play music in the kitchen and have a bit of a dance and that's kind of got us through 2020 so
have some questions to end the show with and not very much time so we shall be quick what is the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years wow that's a big again a big question in terms of work or anything you like (laughs) i mean my i'm probably my phd i think it's kind of a classic one but um i it just it was just such a relief to finish i didn't i had like quite a big anxiety around the phd which i didn't realize i developed and i actually gained ibs throughout so i was actually being quite physically sick and just when i'd finished writing the thesis it just went um so i don't know i didn't realize how big of a deal that was probably until this year when i finished it um i don't know i don't know if this is a success but i I got engaged to my partner that sounds like a success (laughs) yeah he he actually uh proposed to me in taupo on on lake taupo and yeah yeah, it was really lovely. He he made it very romantic, and my response wasn't very romantic because I was a bit shocked. So, um, <laughs> I didn't say yes properly till the next day. I actually went to bed with a bit with a stress headache, and and lots of people were winding me up saying, you know, how did you not know that he was going to propose? And because we've been together eight years, so at the time, so we've been together a long time, but um he kept always joking that I was on this 10-year trial so I just didn't even expect uh, you know him popping the question until after 10 years so I was pretty shocked and that's why that's my excuse (laughs) to my reaction. I'm going to Talpo in January I'm doing a big swim there. Yeah it's it's lovely New Zealand's definitely the best place we've ever been I really loved the trip when we went um, and yeah, it was it was really great weather as well. Actually, didn't expect it to be that good because we we came over in October, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So it's just the start of spring, and the, we had I think two rainy days, and they were both driving days, and everything else was really lovely. So we got very lucky. We, I did go uh, white water rafting though. Oh, did you? Never, never again. <laughs> my partner made me do it didn't really know what i was getting myself in for and kept trying to get out the the raft or whatever it was but there was no exit it was that one in (laughs) queenstown where you you can go on like the 10th most dangerous road in the world or something to get to the yep and then yeah do some rapids and we went down a level two or something rapid and half the boat fell out so we were meant to to do level up to level five rapids and i was like how are we going to manage this if we've just all fallen out on a level two so i think the instructor saw how badly i was dealing with it and uh, (laughs) basically made sure i stayed in the boat but it was it was probably the worst hour and a half for me until we'd finished and it was nice you know a nice scenic view (laughs) I, i couldn't actually i don't actually know what i was thinking whitewater rafting was i i just did it for my partner so yeah he's into that kind of thing and i i realized i really wasn't <laughs> probably a bit too late and yet he still proposed yes oh this was beforehand so i might have had a different response <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> if it was after so we're writing a book of these conversations it's called tomorrow's heroes it's our team of people doing good work 
So you are in our team. What is the superpower that's got you into the mansion? I think laughter, actually. I think like throughout all this with my um, family and, and friends, I try and kind of make uh, make each other laugh. And especially my partner, there's been days where we felt quite miserable. So probably just have, having a bit of a joke and trying to see um, light in everything that's that's going on, even if it's pretty dark. Not the best superpower, but something. Sounds pretty good to me. Do you consider yourself to be an activist? Um, I would I would like to be more. I think I I think I am in comparison to a lot of people I speak to. Um, but I, I wish I was more of an activist in terms of you know going to different climate change events and and things like that and doing marches and stuff like that. But I I guess because of the my work that I do and. I mean, we we have so many debates, me and my partner and different people. I feel like I'm always debating with my family to try and get them to, to rethink <laughs> different issues and and how they how they vote as well. So I mean, probably the very choice of the areas that you're working in, sustainability and now moving into diversity and inclusion, suggests that while it might not be the placard waving activist it certainly work with a purpose with an agenda yeah and I've, i guess i've never really thought about it like that i've just always wanted to do things that i was interested in and yeah i guess i've always wanted to do things that were that were trying to make a difference so yeah i guess i am an activist just not really ever labeled myself as one <laughs> never really thought about it so what motivates you what gets you out of bed in the morning uh at the moment definitely work i think that's been a great way to to kind of distract the day if you're quite miserable about not seeing not being able to do things the same um yeah probably just kind of cracking on with the the different research that i've been doing and that i i feel extremely lucky to be able to do the work i do actually so i feel very very lucky and very happy and uh yeah my partner actually brings a lot of happiness to my life so probably another reason so what challenge are you looking forward to in the next year or so um well finding a, a permanent job that would be great um so i've got a another contract that will run till the end of december next year i've also um i'm meant to be getting married now, i don't know if it's actually going to happen so i think that'll be a bit of a challenge if we decide it's going ahead um i think we'll be doing a boot camp planning for it all because we have not really done much other than booked kind of the venue and and the food and um i think there'll be a big challenge in that in that kind of thing in terms of finding things to wear and if we actually go ahead with it because i think we'll leave it very last minute to decide um but yeah i don't know a big challenge i'm writing a I'm working on some work at the moment to see if I can carry on some exciting research. So I guess that would be the biggest challenge in my life um, if that comes off. And lastly, do you have any advice for our listeners? I would say just to to try and um, take time for yourself and have fun and breathe. I think people forget to, it's, it's quite anxiety provoking this year and just to take a moment to kind of reflect on the good things that you have in your life and um yeah try and be happy as much as you can thank you very much for joining me thank you for having me we're going out to 
Jingle Bells this week. Let's go out to Alban Fuam Jingle Bells. safe spaces around the world. We broadcast on Otago Access Radio every weekday afternoon at 3 and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We had a contribution today from Tahu McKenzie. I'm Samuel Mann in Devonport, Auckland, and I've been joined by Kelly Widdicks in Preston. We hope you enjoyed the show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.